Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's, it's going well, as always. How's it going with you? I'm surprised well is the answer this week. You know, sometimes, sometimes you throw something else in, because it has been obviously a busy hectic week around uh, the Miami athletic department and obviously specifically the football program Um, on Saturday, Miami goes up to Tallahassee um, flirts with like total disaster when they go down 17, nothing in basically no time Uh, plays an pretty incredible second half, quite frankly, um, to, to come back and take a eight point lead down the stretch. Right. I think it was eight. Yeah. Eight. Yes. Um, and then obviously gives up 11 points in the, the last couple of minutes, a couple really bad mistakes in the last uh, two and a half, three minutes. It just kind of summed up Miami's whole season. Drops Miami out of ACC contention, obviously ends their four game winning streak against Florida State, their three game winning streak overall. Um, and, you know, we had a long drive back. We we flew up to Jacksonville, drove to Tallahassee from there. So we had a long drive back from uh, Tallahassee to, to kind of talk through what was going to happen. And, you know, I think everyone had that a loss like that kind of cemented everything, right. That, that we were going to be uh, down here in South Florida heading in a different direction with this football program. Um, You know, Manny Diaz, uh, his job security, obviously very tenuous coming off of that game Um, tied in with that was Blake James job security as the athletic director. And then on Monday night, um, News comes down that Miami and, and Blake James have, uh, I think what they phrase it was, as, as everyone now phrases things these days, is, is mutually parted ways, but basically they canned him, um, getting ready to move in a different direction. Um, first of all, I guess just what was your reaction? Again, I, like I said, I think we knew this was probably coming. Are you surprised they did it now? Um, a little. I but no, not that surprised, actually. You're always surprised when you're sitting there at home. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, you know, and all of a sudden you see somebody's been fired that you cover. Right. And, oh, you know, it was coming. Like, we, like we knew, my, my reaction was, man, I should have written that up today that you know to get ready for it and i and i didn't and, yeah we, um, we talked i think that morning like we gotta we should probably start putting that story together we gotta put it together yeah i was and i'm you know how i am i'm always prepared and um so so i was like oh my god but not surprised david that it happened we ex, you know we we expected this much this part um and I, you know the 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 loss made it kind of made it happen right. it was it was kind of the point of no return right we, we've said it a lot yeah. like Miami has been headed in this direction for a long time but there was a way they could kind of steer themselves out of this and right. they won three in a row and were very much alive in the ACC race going into uh this last weekend they were kind of steering their way out of it at least Manny Diaz was I, I think Blake James situation was obviously not entirely tied um, you know, Miami could have opted to go in a different direction and let, let a new athletic director potentially evaluate Manny Diaz. Um, because no matter what, Ma- my aunt, Manny was going to come into next year really on the hot seat if he was not already. You know, he obviously came in this year, I think, you know, needing to, to kind of really put something together. 
Um, yeah. And then, but then, you know, we kept saying like, you know, it doesn't look good, but if they do the unthinkable and win out and do all that, like they can save their jobs. And then, you know, that loss that gives you five losses in the regular season um, dooms you to a, at best seven and five, maybe eight and five. If you win a bowl game season, um, yeah, takes you out. Like I said, of the ACC race. And then of course, one, one of the things Manny Diaz could really hang his hat on was that he'd never lost to Florida state. Uh, they had this four game winning streak going against our tribal and, and that all ends. Um, and of course the, the Blake James decision on Monday it starts with football. I won't say it starts and ends with football, but it definitely starts with football. And, you know, Manny was his guy. He handpicked him. What We've written it a million times, 12 hours. I think they announced him after uh, Blake James uh, abruptly and kind of shockingly retired. Um, I think right. at the time they said they, like, did a full search. Obviously, they did not. That's yeah. um, been widely reported now that basically they, they just picked Manny Diaz. And, and again, like there were reasons to think that maybe it was going to work. He'd been a really good defensive coordinator, uh, obviously Temple, which had been a pretty good program at the time. They just, I think it was right after Jeff Collins left, I guess, um, obviously for Georgia Tech. So it was a pretty good program to, to pluck Manny Diaz. Um, obviously it was the stability coming off the Mark Richt era. They were just two years removed from an orange bowl appearance and, and the best season and, really the last 20 years at this point. Um, but it was like a risky hire too, in that you know, you're hitching your wagon to a guy who's never been a head coach before um, and doing it without doing really due diligence at all. And it has not worked out, obviously, as we're headed now with Miami, you know, Manny Diaz. That, that first year was a borderline disaster when you lose to FIU, Duke, and Louisiana Tech to end the season. Uh, last season was obviously pretty good, uh, even if it didn't end that well. And then this season has been mixed results, but, you know, it, it's not working out. And uh, it kind of meant that, that Blake James, as I've said a lot of times on this podcast, he was never going to get to hire the next football coach. And as we're kind of getting toward the point where it does not look like Manny Diaz is going to be the football coach next year, Blake James was on his way out. That's how it works. Yeah. Um yeah, and then and, and now we've got we've got two games left to go, and I guess it's just a very awkward situation. Yeah, we talked to Manny today, um, and it was interesting because it was the first time that the media, the Miami media, got him in person since early August, since fall camp. Um, we we always get him on Zoom um, twice twice a week, you know, right. on the computer. We see him. Um, but this was the first time it was interesting. And I, I, they, they did that. So UM did that. So a zillion people wouldn't jump on. To right. The you wouldn't have national, you know, ESPN people just hopping on zoom. Like sometimes just everybody and take, yeah. And taking our questions or whatever, taking our, you know, the answers to our questions. So there were a lot more people, there were some TV stations and stuff, but um, he, you know, as always answered all the questions he didn't, I mean, he didn't, you know, he answered them the way we figured he would, that they're, they're you know, they're, they're looking to Virginia Tech now. That's all they can concentrate on. That's mm-hmm. all they can control. Nothing's different. He just wants to win this game. Uh, you know, as far as his future goes, 
he doesn't, that's not something that he can control or whatever. And, um, and that's pretty much the way, you know, the way it is. He said, it's no different now than, you know, when we were two and four, no different this week. Uh, we just, we just want to win. He talked a lot about the seniors. It's going to be senior day. Right. Running out of the smoke for last time. And he talked about some of those guys and Zach McLeod was there and Amari Carter, Tyler, who's a second year freshman quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke spoke about the upperclassmen, how they're playing for them. And he mentioned also for Manny. Um, and uh, that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much how it went. Yeah, we wrote on Sunday uh, about the way that these Miami seasons have tended to end really uh, in the last three years, right? Yeah, Manny's yeah. last year, they, I mentioned they end on that three-game losing streak with two, like, really, really, really all three really bad losses. Last year, they end, of course, the regular season with that North Carolina blowout, a record-setting blowout loss, and then uh, lose to Oklahoma State in the bowl game. Yeah. Um, and then – uh, the year before, I guess, I guess four years, right? Because the year before, I, I don't, what was, what did we say? It was like they lost four of their last six or something like that um, to ending, of course, with the blowout loss to Wisconsin in the pinstripe bowl. And then the year before that, ending on three game losing streak also with, after they started 10 and 0. So um, it's typically when Miami falls out of ACC contention, uh, it tends to, uh, Spiral out of control a little bit. Um, oh they're obviously God. saying all the right things, but uh, it's hard to imagine it's going to be easy for them uh, to have their full attention uh, this weekend. Of course, the, the one thing that is worth mentioning is, as we've said a million times throughout this season when, when it has gone wrong, this team really plays for Manny Diaz. Um, you know, Amari Carter – and Zach McLeod, obviously both who have played for him as long as anyone on the roster at this point. Um, you know, Zach McLeod, who has played for him when Manny was his position coach. That's, that's how far back he goes at, at Miami. Um, yep. Talk about, you know, just how much they like him, how, how good of a leader he is for them. And I, I think, you, you know, you can obviously criticize, you know, a lot of the, the persistent flaws with Manny Diaz coached teams about, you know, people will get annoyed about the penalties and, and the, you know, they, they always say they're not prepared or whatever, but, but they always play hard basically. Um, and yeah, they do. So that's the one reason I think, you know, I, I have to think most of these guys know the writing is on the wall for Manny Diaz. Right. Um, they, they know that barring some, something incredible, like he's not going to be the coach here next year. Um, but at the same time they want, you know, they want to play well for him. They, you know, they, they want, you know, the, just the emotion of it, the idea of sending him out probably on a high note um, and maybe making it a little harder for the next AD to, uh, to pull the trigger on it. Um, again, I, I think most of them probably know the writing is on the wall, like I said, but uh, it's a, a, you know, it's a last chance for, for a lot of these guys who clearly do like Manny Diaz. And, and I think it's obvious the players like him, um, at least the ones we talked to pretty much across the board. Um, you know, obviously they like a lot of these position coaches too. Rhett Lashley, who knows what his future is if, if Manny Diaz is on his way out. Who knows? Uh, Stephen Field, any of these guys who, who are obviously really well-liked assistant coaches too. 
they know it's kind of their last chances to potentially play for them. They have to know that. Yeah, they they do. I mean, it's well, the seniors obviously know it is. Right, the seniors know no matter what. I, I even a guy like Tyler Van Dyke or oh yeah, Cam Kinchins or whatever, you know, across the board. Yeah, I I think so. Um, and they do seem to they do seem to love Manny, the guys that are in the program now. Um, and it's it's very nice to see a team fight like that. It's very refreshing it would just be i mean some of those years back we've we've talked about that when the kids quit it's just horrid right i mean i I remember standing there at the pinstripe bowl in whatever year it was and like the the players were basically like the defense and the offense just like kind of like didn't get along basically it sounded like was the picture they painted for us that's right that's right and that has not been the case at all i i think during the manny diaz era i think um, well, I, I think David, there was that maybe his, fr- his first year, I guess, when, when there no, was no, but, early, yeah, but earlier this season, there was a little bit of friction between the older guys and the younger right. guys. Yeah, that's true, and, I guess. But, but I would never think guys weren't playing hard and all that kind of stuff. Which, no, no, I agree, but there was there was a little bit of problem. I mean, there was a problem, and um, when when the the when the younger guys started getting put in, you know, the young secondary and yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of guys transfer, obviously, over the course of this. Yeah, season. the guys have transferred, transferred, excuse me, and they're and I'm sure more will. And uh, they're they were just, uh, you know, it was it was starting to get bad, and um, somehow, at least in their play, somehow they they snapped back. You know, North Carolina State and those three wins were really nice, um, and just really hard fought and the Pittsburgh game and all, all the, you know, I know that there were very close wins, very close losses. Also. Yeah. I mean, anything could have gone either way this season. It's kind of, you know, it just depends how you look at it, but um, yeah, the, I mean, yes, they have played very hard for him. The Florida state game was a heartbreaker because 26 seconds. I mean, <laughs> That fourth down, if they would have they would have defended that the way they should have, we'd be talking about four games in a row, and it, I it would just be such a different feel right now. It just would. So, um, you know, but it's all about winning. Yeah, it's college football, and you only get twelve games, right? The sample size is, is small, um, and you know, it, it, it's not just about this year, obviously. Like I said, um, right. you know, I. He did not do himself any favors by losing to FIU in Louisiana Tech in his first season, right? If if we're talking about if we're talking about a Manny Diaz who's gone like eight and five, what did they go last year? Eight and three, eight and five, eight and three, and and where they are right now, I think we're having a totally different story. No, I yeah, wasn't it seven and six? I don't know. No, I'm saying if we're talking about a season where they went eight and five or eight or nine and four. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, yeah I, that first season. I think that first season. Like, you know, they lost to FIU. FIU has beaten one Division One FBS team. That was it, right? But, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it's, it was always going to be hard to come back from that. He did not – like, he put himself in a massive hole with the way that season ended. And, again, I know that, you know, he was obviously taking over, a, like we said, a pretty ugly situation when Mark Richt retired. Um, 
There was like yes. a lot of friction between the offense and defense. Um, the quarterback room was a mess. You know, you had the the Jaron Williams, Nikosi Perry. Um, you know, were, were yeah, it was a mess. Had their off the field issues. Jeff Thomas. I think he he kind of oh, you're right. Met, botched a couple of situations there. Yeah, I don't know if he ever should have let Jeff Thomas come back to the team. Um, Definitely I, not. I, Definitely I, you know, not. You know, he was really good in the transfer portal, but but that first recruiting class was not very good. Um, and then obviously you know, they lost to FIU, and it was just it it was that that was always going to make it hard to come back from that. And yeah, and I I think David, I think that uh, I think you know when you when you're assessing a coach and when that when the board of trustees and I mean they they know it's it's not a an immediate fix when they hire somebody. But the, the thing is, man, so Manny's first season, he was six and seven, right? And, and that was, you know, like just losing, you have to go in the right direction, okay? So right. you're six and seven. And like you said, you lose your last three games. Right. And the other thing is that Manny hire was kind of done with stability in mind, right? Like that's why you keep making internal hire was like things were going well enough with Mark Richt. Like I said, obviously they were in the orange bowl two years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And And like you said, yeah, there was not the, there was not the stability one and there was not progress too. as you're not progress. Yeah. I mean, it was a progress like the next year in 2008, in 2019, um, his first year, yeah, and yeah. 20. I mean, he finishes eight and three, like you said, and we've talked about this. Just the idea of losing—it's just crazy of fall, losing the last two games, getting killed. Yeah, uh, they win that North Carolina game. They almost definitely go to the Orange Bowl. Yeah, exactly, and they come back at Oklahoma State, and then uh, you know they'd still lose by three points, but. Um, Dear King injures it just you know so after that year and it was so bad that those two losses and Manny says he's going to be the defensive coordinator um you know into the you know this year and um just the idea that you started out two and four I mean you're right. not making progress that's it that's the thing like I there, there were like I, I keep pointing back to that FIU game because I think for a lot of people that was just he was never going to come back from that unless he did the, you know, really brought this team back, but, but that gave him a huge uphill climb. But I do think coming into this year, people were, you know, obviously optimistic and, and were ready to, Oh, for sh- oh my God. Yes. They were oh, ready. Yeah. They were ready to forget about the way last season ended. They were ready to forget about the North Carolina game. They were ready to forget about that Oklahoma state game. Um, oh, yeah. If Miami could come out and start five and one, six and one, something like that, get up into that playoff conversation again. Um, but obviously it, it, it didn't happen. So it's not like he came into this year, you know, he came into the year on the hot seat in the sense that if he didn't follow up a really good season, then he would be on the hot seat, but he didn't come into the season like coaching for his job, right? He, he needed to be a bad season no, because to this, his job. And it's ultimately, but, it's been a bad season. Because this season was different than any season in college football, just like last season was different. Because you had all the, the kids right. running, you had all the six-year seniors, fifth-year seniors. So everybody got a freebie. Everybody in the NCAA, everybody in college football got a free year. So this was a totally different year. And we thought coming into it, that run it back thing, everybody kind of came back, you know, Bubba Bolden and Jared Williams was back and 
Zach McLeod was back again and De'Ara King was back again. And yeah. all the guys that we thought were going to be leaders. Um, right. So he was perfectly positioned to build on last season. Yeah. I mean, but some of them, Mike Harley, you know, whatever, but some of them, um, some of them got hurt. He had a lot of kids get hurt, but they, they weren't, they were disappointing. I, I look at, look at Derek King. Uh, I, I mean, he was, I, th- I think I, it was his injury. I mean, the kids was great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and he never was the same when he came back and apparently he hurt himself. He had said on a radio show, I think in the Alabama game again, I think that yeah. was the game. Yeah. I think it's a tweet. Sounds like he, again, he tweaked the knee. Yeah. He did something with another part of the knee. I don't know, but um, yeah, that was a big, big blow for them. I know they got Tyler and stuff, but you know, that was a big blow. And then, I mean, Jake Garcia, I mean, he, he, he ends up, he runs, he hurts his, he does something to his ankle. I don't know. Yeah. If I mean, the, the injuries have been a legit part of this story, but Jalen Rivers, who was their best lineman gets hurt uh, yeah. two in the season. Um, you know, I mean, Bubble Bolden had obviously was off to a rocky start to his year, but he's, you know, a lot of he probably was penciled in as the best defensive player on the team. He's obviously hurt. Keontre Smith, who was probably been the team's best linebacker, misses a lot of time. Cameron Harris, the starting running back, misses a lot of time. Don Chaney, the backup running back, out for the season. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, a like, lot of stuff. I it's not it's just things didn't work out the way we thought they'd work out. That yeah. the- and even before the injuries, even before these injuries really piled up, it was not great. Yeah, the veterans were, yeah. Yeah, Mike Harley's crashed back to earth after his red hot finish to last year. He's obviously been, you know, he's been good. He he's been, been good. He's made some great plays. And obviously Rambo has taken away a lot of his production, but, you know, yes. he's not been what we thought he was going to be. Will Mallory, obviously, his struggles have been well documented. Uh, but he's come on. He's come on. Yeah. But again, it was uh, like they were supposed to build on this. Right. And it kind of felt like there was like, it didn't feel like the this this team doesn't feel like a team that won eight games last year, right? It feels like a like from yeah. the start of the year, it felt like a team that was starting from scratch again somehow. And uh-huh. that's ultimately what what does a coach in is is when you you feel like you're not building from one year to another. Well, I think David, that was Dier. I mean, I yeah, I think the Dieric thing obviously plays that into was it. Was Dieric? He came back at eight months. Mm-hmm. Came back eight months later. He wasn't the same. Um, and it's, you know, it's a shame. It's just a shame all the way around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Manny's going to, you know, if Manny doesn't make it through, he will, you know, he will have coached fewer seasons. And I've got to go back and check, you know, almost everybody, three seasons is not a lot. Yeah. Oh. I guess Mark Rick was, was he three also? But obviously he retired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he retired. I mean, most of most of UM in the modern era, it, most of those guys have been there five years. About not a lot, not that long, okay. But most of them like five or six years. Um, yeah, we're we're in a different different college football world now. Jimmy Lake at Washington done after thirteen games. Like the, the carousel spins faster than ever these days. Yep, and it is spinning. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Susan, before we get into where we go from here, I want to read you a headline from uh, the Clarion Ledger in Mississippi. Uh-oh. Kevin Shapiro claims Lane Kiffin is top candidate to become next Miami Hurricanes head coach. Oh. <laughs> do we, do we trust Kevin yeah. Shapiro? Uh, oh, he's very, very upstanding. <laughs> he would never lie about anything. Anyway, that takes us nicely into uh, where we want to finish here, and that's just kind of what's next. Um, obviously, Miami is returning, retaining a search firm for this, which I've always – yeah, I don't know enough about what these search firms actually do, but it always sounds like a scam to me, quite frankly. Um, right, all right. Uh, but the big takeaway to me is they got to move quickly, right? Uh, and I, I think Barry Jackson wrote about this uh, yesterday. Um, you know, we got how many days left until – the season finale what are we at 11 days i think until they play duke and durham um mm-hmm. yeah they gotta have an athletic director in place like by that next monday basically because uh you gotta move fast if assuming manny diaz is, is out uh and is out probably in the day or two following that duke game uh you gotta have an athletic director ready to move quickly on this coaching search because um, one, you got the early signing period coming on, I think, December 15th, whatever that Wednesday is. Um, your recruiting class is probably going to suck no matter what. But uh, you, right. you got to get this all in place quickly because, um, you know, this team, we've talked about it a little bit. They looked kind of promising for next year. You got to get that coach in there to, to start building toward next season, uh, whether it's, you know, obviously part of that is recruiting. Part of that is starting to work the transfer portal. And part of that is just making sure you can keep, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, you can keep James Williams, Leonard Taylor, like all these yeah. guys who, who obviously are, you know, you know other coaches are going to be uh, knocking on, you know, sliding into their DMs and uh, wondering, hey, are you thinking about transferring? they, they got to get this coach done in place. So they got to make an AD hire, I don't know, in the next week here probably to if, if you don't want to totally hamstrung this core hamstring this core that you have in place which you know this is a, a seven win team it looks like six seven win team um but it's still a nice little core to, to build on going into next year yeah it is uh and yeah I'm, yeah you they do uh they do and they do want to keep um i mean the it's they need to, to, I guess, keep as many kids as they can, but I'm not sure that's, I don't know how much of a priority that is when they're looking, they, they're, they're, 
the priority is, I think, to get a, a really good coach. Well, yeah, that's obviously the but, priority, but yeah, I, I mean, and get, get an AD that can get a coach if, if they're, if they're going to replace Manny, which it certainly seems like they are. Um, and yeah, make sure I, you know, I, I keep wondering what if, what if, so the staff breaks apart and Rhett Lashley goes wherever, uh, I don't know. Does it make sense that Tyler would go? I don't know. I, I don't know how these kids think. I would think he stays. I would think he stays. He was not, it's obviously Rhett Lashley has been great with him, but he was recruited by Dan Enos and stayed committed when the, they changed entire, when they changed offensive systems. So, you know, I, right. I think these, I think these young guys for the most part will probably stick around. I don't want to, you know, this is not based on any reporting or anything, but like you look at this group and it's a nice little foundation. And, you know, if they get a coach, we're going to probably talk about a couple guys coming up here, but uh, if they get a, a coach who's got a nice track record, like, yeah, then I, I, I think they'll be able to keep at least the young guys. I mean, some of these vets who, you know, obviously a lot of them are graduating, but some of these vets who are really like have been around Manny Diaz for a long time and, you know, guys who maybe are going to have smaller roles moving forward as some of these young guys continue to, to have expanded roles. Right. I think that makes sense. Maybe, a, you know, a quarterback could always transfer, whether it's Jake Garcia or whatever. Um, but I think – yeah, I think no matter what, you got to move quickly because you know you're. Com- it's going to be a. Yes. This. It's a really it's crowded. It's, it's crowded. a really crowded market this year with it's USC crowded. and LSU and Washington, as I said, now open. Yeah. Um, TCU. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of pretty good jobs. Who knows what's going to happen with Texas after they lost to Kansas? Could Sark be gone after one year? Um, you know, the you got to you got to be ready to to make moves quickly. Um, and you know, teams hire athletic directors pretty quickly. Um, you got to hire the right guy, obviously, but you got 10 days to do it. And that should be basically priority number one for everyone at the university to get that figured out. Yeah. They really need to get a good athletic director. I think that's a very difficult job actually. Um, and I, you know, we don't know people. I mean, I guess people that do inside inside stuff know about all the ad's you know i mean we know we know some of the names but um you know some of the guys that have been in in south florida for example um but you know i don't i mean i i, I mean i've listed a right. few i don't know i know like pat chun from fau um uh, I like him, but I don't know how he does day by day. But I like him. Right, yeah. And, and I mean, we know so little about athletic directors. Yeah. It's all names. And, 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 where do they come from? Yeah, Mike Kelly. I know Michael Kelly, uh, who was with the ACC. He was an ACC senior associate commissioner. And he's really organized and mm-hmm. really good. And he's worked with the Olympics. And that he was the uh, a COO, was chief operating officer of college football playoff. Um, recently, you know, um, there's, I mean, there's plenty of people you just, and I have a feeling they're all, a lot of them are putting their names in for Miami. Um, although I'm not sure how much Miami pays. Yeah. 
Um, I think still, there's, you know, there's still going to be an appeal of coming to Miami, right? Living in Miami and getting definitely work at Miami. And I think so. I've never walked around campus there. You, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good place to work. Um, so I agree. So you 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 talked to some some former players um, just about the situation yesterday. What were kind of your big takeaways from talking to some of those guys? Um, it's funny. I, I talked at, for a long time to Joaquin Gonzalez and, and to Brett Romberg, who were on the wow, same. Joaquin office. Gonzalez, I can't believe he had an opinion to share. <laughs> and two very smart, intelligent guys. Yeah, yeah very and passionate. Obviously, too, they they care. Really passionate. They they care a lot. Um, both of them thought. Um, you know, both of them thought. Blake did a very good job. They both really like Blake. Romberg is, you know, said he's friends with Blake, um, but that they knew that his, he was hitched, you know, Blake and Manny were like hitched together. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, because they knew that. And I think Blake knew they both, they both said, I, I mean, Brett told me Man, that, that Blake James knew that uh, his future was tied to, and it became evident to how Manny Diaz did. Um, and because he hired, he didn't really do a, a real coaching search. He hired him 10 hours later. And so it was kind of inevitable as far as they saw. And they said, the bottom line, David, it, it's winning. Winning. Yeah, you gotta win. It, you got to win. They said, it doesn't matter. They, they said, Blake was a great athletic director. Actually, every, pretty much everybody thinks that he was very well respected around the country. Um, he, he did sit on a lot of, he was like chair of all these things, yeah. you know, with the ACC, the NCAA, the na national stuff with other, uh, athletic directors, very well organized. Um, you know, Brett Romberg said he, he, he just looked like he never slept, that he went to every single, it's not just football, you know, yeah. for the, day. you go to everything. Right. So, um, you know, it's a very tough job, but in the end, he, he didn't win in football. Football is what drives everything. And frankly, they haven't won in a lot of sports lately. They haven't made the yeah, tournament, correct. NCAA tournament in basketball in three correct. years, I think. They haven't made the women's NCAA Baseball. tournament in a couple of years. Baseball hasn't made it past the first weekend in a, in a yeah, long time baseball, now. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, that is absolutely true. You got you got to win. And none of the, you know, they, it's not like Miami has a ton of non-rev sports like like some of these big public schools do. But you know, I mean, tennis yeah, obviously had, had Estella Perez Samariba, who you know won a national championship and went back there last year. But you know, soccer it's not like the it's not like the women's soccer team is in the NCAA tournament every year. The women's volleyball team is on the like. There's not a whole lot. To, to hang his hat on beyond just like, again, people like him. He's a very nice guy. Um, everyone touts his fundraising ability. I, I, I well, can't fundraising, by the way, that's a, he, he did, he did raise a lot of money. He got I the think, indoor practice facility built. Obviously Mark Rick helped a lot with that too. Yeah, but, no, I think he was there for, there was a lot of credit for, for the short center for the, I mean, they, they did a lot of improvements. I mean, obviously now he made, he made some good hires along the way too. You know, Mark Rick was a good hire. Um, Mark Jim Laranega was, was an incredible, high. High, you know, the Miami basketball was like nothing. Um, yes. And Jim Laranega made that program relevant. 
Um, for sure. Well, I guess I mean, Frank Haith kind of had a couple of good years, but Frank Haith left in, in scandal. So, he, you know, he did a good job, I think, stabilizing those two programs. He also did the deal with Adidas. Yep. And uh, I, you know, which was good. I think he, I, uh, I think it was Joaquin who told me that uh, he made life, everyday life better for the athletes that they. Yeah. Everyone talks about the dorms and, and the academics are good. And yeah, just, the well, these are really was, nice. You know, they're, they're not Alabama, Clemson, whatever, but you know, it's the trade-off when you're in Miami and you're at a little private school, like it's nice to be on campus there. Oh yeah. I mean, but. But so they they said that, but again, they, it was just the wins, the wins. That's you know, that's yeah. that's and that, so they all want to win. And those guys are they love uh, you know, Mario Cristobal. Yeah, um, so let's should, let's should we finish there because that is obviously sure. has been the anyone reading the tea leaves is and it wasn't you know, no matter what they did, that was going to be the where the tea leaves were you know, we're going to point, I guess, was. Right. Mario Cristobal, clearly number one. I, I can, I have, again, no reporting, but I can tell you Mario Cristobal is choice number one for this this program right now. Um, is it Mario Cristobal or bust at this point? Uh, no, I mean, I, it can't be because... It can't be. Well, it li- literally can't be, I guess. Yeah. It can't be because he might not come. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I, look, it's really funny because I... I talk to like I said both those guys and one of them uh and they're they're both close with Mario okay um and one of them thinks that the Miami lineman's fraternity there's a yeah there's a good shot that or or there there is a there is a way you can get Mario okay a lot of people think that and um I guess Brett thinks even though they both love him okay but brett thinks um no he doesn't think he'd come so um yeah i it's it'll be be very interesting i mean if you if you're gonna get if if this is all if there's if manny diaz gets fired i mean right that's the it's yeah. weird it is weird to talk about this when he's still employed but he's got is, major lame dunk lame duck vibes right now yeah, exactly. It is kind of weird to talk about it, but um, you know, if you're if Manny's fired and and they are, you know, Mario's going to be their first choice. There's no doubt about that. Um, then they've got to. I mean, they've got to be willing to give up a boatload of money. Um, and I'm not just talking about like buyouts. Buyouts. Right. You got to be willing to pay his assistance. You got to be like. They, Yes, he wants. He Mario, wants to win. He's coming to win. He's not coming Mario to wants have to a job. Win. Exactly. Mario wants to win. He more than wants to win. So, and he's a workaholic. Um, so there, there, he would only. Come, I guarantee he would only come if he got tons of money for his assistance. Um, whatever, whatever he said that they needed. Yeah. Uh, and then, then possibly, but yeah. I'm. I'd, I'm not sure, and I'm not sure Miami would do that. And I and I don't. Mar, he has a pretty darn good at Oregon. Yeah, I mean they're fourth right now in the playoff rankings. Uh, they play at Utah this weekend as kind of a, a make or break game potentially for them. Um, but 
you know, no, I think are they fourth or third, right? Uh, maybe they're third now. But they're I top think they're four. Third. Yeah, uh, they're. Top, yeah, I might have that wrong, but they're top four. So you know, they're they're in a position where, you know, he's in a position there where, obviously, right now he he can win a national championship there. Um, I, I think the pitch Miami is going to be able to make is obviously we we can't you know we we don't know how much money they're going to offer or whatever at this point. They gotta they gotta make it worth his while, basically, right? You know, maybe get a little hometown discount, right? There's always that appeal of wanting to come <laughs> home, um, and uh, you know, so if you if you pay enough, you gotta do that, obviously. But there is the appeal of you know, you come to Miami, like I said, there's a nice little young foundation here. Um, obviously, it's it's easy to build up a, a solid roster just with local talent. You know, Miami's people grouse about their recruiting but you know just by dint of being in south florida you're going to have a top 20 you know i i could put together a top 40 class in south in, at miami probably just to get enough kids who like want to come play for miami and stay home you're gonna have a decent recruiting class um yeah but he's a great Mario. he's a great recruiter so but so it's easy to kind yeah. of get the ball rolling and then of course right. you're in the coastal the ACC Coastal, a division that is eminently winnable every year. So there, there's, there's a real, you know, people who are like, he'd never come back. Why would he leave Oregon? There's a real appeal, I, I think, to Miami still for the right coach. And I think no. you know, it's the same thing with Lane Kiffin. It's a lot easier to make the playoff in the ACC Coastal than it is in the SEC West. It's, you know, all these coaches you look at, if you're not at the, the tippy top, then Miami's not a bad spot to be. So And I, and I have the other thing. But I think we're going to end there. But let me just say that uh, Lane Kiffin, um, Brett was really funny. Brett Romberg, he, he said to me, man, I don't know. That would be a big – if Lane came, he said, I, I don't think Lane would, would be a good choice because um, you might be getting uh, the, wrong, the wrong headlines. He's you – know, it's kind of a loose cat. I like Lane. I like Lane. I, 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 look, I, he was just saying, you know, you know, it would be, it would be, um, it would be, it would be fun and interesting. There'd be some stories there. Definitely. All right. I think we can wrap up there before we dive too much into coaching candidates. We'll wait until the moment. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good that. point. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. She's got all your coverage of, uh, what's going on in the Miami athletic department uh, these days. Obviously it's going to be a very busy couple of weeks as we obviously wrap up the regular season, Miami AD search, and then potentially a coaching search coming up in a few weeks here. You can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Uh, I'm everywhere, including at UM stuff. So read everything we uh, we've written this week. And like I said, we'll have this coming for you uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Next week, Thanksgiving week. Oh, yeah. We got to figure out when we're going to record. We'll figure this off, out, out, off air. Uh, th- thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.